a like and follow our social media. Go ahead and subscribe to wherever you're listening to this podcast. And preferably, if you could, please, good people, please give us a rating. Uh, if you give us a rating on whatever you are listening to this on, on iTunes, shit like that, it helps other people find this podcast. It helps people find anytime uh, they're searching for gun-related content on iTunes or wherever you're listening to podcasts, wherever they might subscribe. Uh, it helps us boost us up in the, in the search numbers and shit like that. So give us a rating. Uh, also, if you haven't already, we have a Patreon account. And like I said before, uh, on the last episode we did, uh, I really don't give a fuck uh, if you want to. If you want to, I greatly appreciate it. And I will give you a special thanks. Uh, and we actually have our first Patreon I want to thank Ron. Uh, me and Ron know each other. Uh, we actually uh, linked up through the podcast and social media, uh, our two Facebook pages. He runs the at-home FFL that's not really an FFL page. Uh, he's got some pretty good shit on there. Uh, we keep in touch. Uh, we're also uh, big, big, um, I guess you could say skeptics of the NRA. Uh, and that's something else we're going to be getting into a little bit later. Uh, but he is our first Patreon, and I want to greatly appreciate Ron for uh, giving us the dollar a month. And like I said earlier on the last podcast, uh, the first podcast uh, that we started uh, when we were talking about our Patreon account, I mean, I really don't expect to get rich off this shit. I have fun. I have fun reaching out to y'all and talking to y'all about uh, the 2A lifestyle and the 2A community. All I'm really looking forward for on the uh, Patreon account is if I cover the $15 a month that it costs me to do the bandwidth for this podcast, I would be elated. Anything over $15 a month, I'm going to give straight back to you, the listeners, and everybody, my Patreons, my social media followers. Uh, I have giveaways every now and then. I just did a giveaway uh, the last podcast. We had a big meme war uh, on my Facebook social media page, and we had some pretty good fucking hilarious memes on there. And the win- and y'all actually chose the winner of that meme war, and I gave him some swag. Um, so if you could just go ahead, go to our Patreon link on our Facebook page, and uh, give us give us a dollar. I don't you know a dollar a month. That's what Ron did, and I greatly appreciate it. Just something. So 14 of you motherfuckers can go out to our Patreon page and give us a dollar a month. That will have my bandwidth covered. I will be elated if I can just cover the bandwidth. That's really all I'm looking for. Uh, but like I said, anything over that $15 a month is going to be given straight back to y'all. Uh, I would like to try and have a video uh, podcast eventually uh, when I get some more funds and, and sit- situated in my fucking uh, recording room I got here. We're going to start a video podcast as well. And also something I'm looking into is uh, just live interaction. So uh, like a Q&A or uh, something where you, the listeners, can, you know, I'll let you know that, hey, we're going to have the podcast live at a certain time and y'all can hop on to whatever the fuck it is and we can interact with each other uh, live during the podcast. So that's what I'm kind of looking uh, into. And if you contribute to Patreon that will help in doing that shit faster. But anyway, let's go on and get into this podcast and let's get this bitch rolling. Uh, forewarned, 
Uh, be forewarned, you listeners. Uh, there is a big fucking thunderstorm coming through my area right now. It's going to be going all night. And I've kind of been putting this shit off because this is Father's Day weekend. Uh, I am the daddy of two little ones. And right now they just went back to the Wicked Witch of the East house. But I was able to get them yesterday and today for Father's Day weekend. And uh, she's got them for the rest of the week. So uh, I am actually kid-free now. So that's why I'm going ahead and recording this kind of at the last second uh, during this fucking storm. So, but I want to make sure y'all get your, get your shit on time. And y'all can listen to it tomorrow and the following week. All you dads out there, like I said, I'm recording this on Father's Day. But all you dads out there, you will get this podcast episode after Father's Day. And I hope you had a great Father's Day. Uh, kind of go into... Uh, the reason the main main topic of this episode is, is kind of what happened to me on my father's day but i'll get all into that into it uh later on in the main segment of the show but let's go on and get into this fucking podcast y'all All right, before we get into the uh, main segment of this podcast, uh, which is going to be about range day shit and all that good stuff, uh, I just kind of want to talk about how the uh, coward of Broward was arrested, Scott Peterson. If you don't know who Scott Peterson is, you need to fucking tie yourself into culture a little bit, just a little bit more than what you're doing, just a little fucking bit more than what you're doing, because if you don't know who this piece of shit is, uh, you just suck at life. But uh, Scott Peterson... He was a Broward County deputy in Florida. Uh, He was a 29-year law enforcement vet. And he was arrested on multiple charges of child endangerment. And basically what this piece of shit did is he... Oh, he just fucking sat back while like kids, fucking high schoolers, were just getting murdered uh, by the maniac at the high school down there. uh, And was just fucking a coward. That's why he's called the coward from Broward. But uh, he just sat back. He was the actual school resource officer for that high school. Uh, and you actually, there's there's video of him. If you haven't seen it, go on YouTube. Uh, you know, Google that shit. But you can actually see this, this cowardly motherfucker outside the door. I mean, where there's kids getting shot. If I would guess, probably less than 50 feet, maybe you know, 75, 80 feet around that distance away from getting shot and murdered inside that high school. And he's just on the radio and he's just fucking, you know, oh, send me some units. I'm sure that's what he's saying. And then let me just kind of preface this with this. If Again, if this is your first podcast that you're listening to, um, I go by the handle of 2Aleo, but the reason I'm, I go by the handle is because I'm actually an active duty law enforcement officer. Uh, I have been in law enforcement for 10 years, and I am a humongous gun advocate and enthusiast. Uh, and the reason for this podcast is to try and bridge some of that shit uh, between the gun community, which 
commonly makes fun of the ATF, which they're just fucking fun to poke at. Uh, I honestly, personally, haven't met an ATF agent that I was too overly enthused about. Uh, not even working on, you know, really firearms-related shit. But and uh, normal cops uh, just kind of bridge that 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 uh, gap because a lot of people in the gun community do not like law enforcement simply because uh, they are under the assumption that when the gun-grabbing politicians, you know, give the gun control laws and they pass them and they sign them into law that police officers are going to be the ones going out there because that's their job. Well, I'm going to tell you that I personally am not, and I know actually several people that follow this podcast, that follow my social media, that are law enforcement officers, and they won't as well. And you also have to think that law enforcement is just a mini community in the population, and so you got to think, okay, so if 25% of the average Americans are just hardcore gun enthusiasts, you're looking around 25% of law enforcement is also hardcore gun enthusiasts. If 25% of the American citizens are gun-grabbing nuts, then good damn chances are that 25% of law enforcement is also gun grabbing nuts so that's just something you got to kind of put in perspective okay um but then also you got to think if that 25 percent are gun nuts in the law enforcement community uh refuse orders that's 25 percent less of the population of law enforcement that is already stretched thin that is going to refuse orders and not grab firearms away from law-abiding citizens so it's kind of like, um, you know, prohibition. You know, prohibition. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of law enforcement ultimately enforcing those laws because they didn't agree with them. It's going to be the same thing. It, you know, it, it's it's a huge topic, and I'll probably dedicate an entire episode into this later. Uh, but this isn't the main topic of this episode, so I digress. Anyhow, fucking Scott Peterson was arrested for child endangerment. And he uh, already bonded out. And a lot of people uh, are happy about this. A lot of people are, um, you know, questioning this because of Supreme Court law. I'm just saying the Supreme Court says law enforcement does not have the obligation to protect people on duty. Um, And I'm just going to tell you right now, that's bullshit, okay? And I will be the first to say that a lot of law enforcement is just out there to collect a check. Um, unfortunately, that is the case. But that's also, again, the case in damn near every profession. You know, you have some doctors out there that are lazy in school and uh, they know they can make a ton of money being a doctor and they fucking got C's in all their classes and shit, but they end up getting their medical degree and they're just there to collect a check. So, but that's going to be the same in law enforcement. There's a lot of people there that are just to collect a check. And then I'm just going to tell you right now, uh, being a school resource officer, that's it's normally traditionally an easy job in law enforcement. Uh, and like I stated earlier, this coward from Broward, Scott Peterson, he is a 29-year law enforcement vet. Normally, you can retire from law enforcement around 20 to 25-year career because you honestly don't want a lot of law enforcement officers out there that are fucking pushing 70 uh, to stick around in uniform because they're 
more likely to die of, of a heart attack because of bad health, you know, just from aging than, you know, bullets or car crashes or whatever the fuck, uh, which is obviously, I think, uh, this in this case for Scott Peterson, he just was kind of took the RSRO uh, job because he was just ROD, retired on duty. Um, and I'm just going to say anybody that did what this motherfucker did and falls back on the Supreme Court decision that says law enforcement doesn't have a duty to protect you is fucking shit. And if that's the case, then they just need to fucking turn their shit in right now and just fucking pack their bags. And I'm just going to let you know, there was actually something here local. Uh, somebody that used to I used to work with in one of the agencies I worked with he uh, pulled up on uh, like an elderly, like late 60s, early 70s male getting the fuck beat out of him by some dude that was buck-ass naked uh, and he was high on, on some sort of narcotics. And that dude just ran back and forth from his patrol car to the old man's car where this old man had pulled over to check on this man and he was getting the fuck beat out of him. And he was just running back and forth and he... You know, didn't use any of the tools on his Batman belt, you know, on his duty belt, didn't use taser, didn't use mace. You know, I think personally he was justified in shooting this guy because he's beaten this old man to an inch of his life. Um, you know, like I said, this literally just happened within the last couple weeks since the last episode this happened. So there's people out there like that. And he let that old man get the fuck beat out of him for 11 minutes before someone else finally arrived and uh, arrested a guy and that dude that was you know hopped up on narcotics eventually just stopped beating him because he'd beaten this man so bad that he just fucking wore himself out um, I would just say that that guy no longer has a job uh, he was fired uh, from his agency and like you should be and I personally think he just needs to get out of law enforcement business and go be a fucking greeter at Walmart because there's no room in such a critical job for people like that. Um, and that's just like this this Scott Peterson. Uh, he was a coward. He was ROD. Um, he uh, should I think he'd be charged because uh, you have qualified immunity in shit like this and because of the, the Supreme Court decision. Um I think he definitely should fucking take care of himself if you can read him between the lines on that. I think he should take care of himself. Uh, but I think when it, when you do this shit, you know, you start having the public uh, court, you know, the, the court of public opinion saying whether you did your job right or not. And that's what we have a lot going on with these police shootings. Um, you know, some of them just look at the cell phone videos that are released on social media and they don't look at the, the entire, uh, the entirety of what's going on. Uh, in the situation, uh, perfect example, I think, uh, fucking recently where, uh, a cop, ah, fuck, I can't remember. It was like, uh, he was considered the dancing cop, but he ended up laying out this dude, but you don't see the entire body cam video. All you see is this cop walking up and laying this guy out, but that, you know, the guy was clearly belligerent and was trying to fight the police officer any fuck away. I, I digress again. Um, but, uh, the, the guy, the guy, this is Scott Peterson, like I said, should just take care of himself. Uh, I'm surprised he's not taking care of himself yet. He did some interviews where he said that he loved these kids and that he was broken because so many of them had passed, yet he could have done something about it. Uh, I'm a, uh, you know, I'm active shooter trained. 
everybody in my state that's law enforcement is required to be active uh, shooter trained. I know for a fact law enforcement in Florida have higher standards than law enforcement in Alabama where I work. So I know he's active duty trained or active shooter trained. So he knows the rules of what he should have done. Anytime there's an active shooter and life is in danger, fucking go in there and take care of the threat or die trying. But he should just take care of himself. Um, this is big news uh, to me anyway. And just the uh, 2A community because, again, I think if some of the teachers there would have been armed, uh, would they have had the fucking testicular fortitude or the ovarian fortitude to take care of the active shooter when this fucking piece of shit didn't do so, you know, again, like I said, certain percentages of the population are going to bitch out. Certain populations, uh, you know, percentages of populations is, is going to, you know, be fighters and some are going to be warriors like with that old fucking, you know, t-shirt quote on fucking like Ranger Up or whatever the fuck, uh, you know, they had. Uh, somebody would have done something if these teachers would have been armed uh, or the school staff would have been armed. Uh, but this piece of shit should have just gave his gun to somebody that, that could have done something. Uh, and like I said, I think he should take care of himself. Read in between lines, like I said. Anyway, let's go on and get into the main segment I was going to talk about. Uh, I'm talking about range day, range time, whatever you do when you go to the shooting range. Uh, I, for Father's Day, today I was taking my two kids to the range along with my dad. And we were going to have a good old fucking Father's Day shooting range. And if you saw my meme on my social media page, that motherfucker was shut down. Not only was it closed today, it is closed permanently. And I am devastated because it was the closest range to me that was outdoors. Um, and, you know, I have an indoor range, uh, indoor shooting range that's close to me, but they're run by a bunch of pricks. I refuse to go there. I've only been there twice. And... Both times, they were like, you know, a couple years apart. One was when they first opened. The other one was a couple years ago. They've been open, I think, now like five or six years. But both times, everybody there was pricks. I refused to go back again. So that leaves the next shooting range for me is like an hour away. But uh, my local shooting range closed down. I'm devastated. I had all my shit packed. And if you're anything like me, when you go to the range, I had like fucking five ammo cans, uh, two rifle range bags, uh, two pistol cases, uh, two pistol bags, my fucking range bag, and then my son's range bag. Uh, this was actually gonna be my daughter's first time going to the range, uh, and this was gonna be the first time my dad's gone to the range in a long motherfucking time. And this was actually gonna be the first time he was gonna see uh, both my kids shooting. So it was gonna be a special Father's Day moment, but of course it got fucking ruined because the uh, the the shooting range got closed. Um, so that sucks for me. Boo-hoo. I'm still kind of fucking upset about. But it kind of made me think uh, on today's podcast, and I've been thinking about doing this podcast for a while uh, just because some articles I read and maybe kind of fucking sit there and think. Uh, I was thinking, let's do range essentials, uh, fun range shit to do, and how to make the most of your range time. So uh, first, let's just kind of go off into the range essentials. Uh, I told you what all I brought to the range. Five fucking ammo cans, two range bags, one mine, one my son's, two rifle bags, and two pistol cases. And in each rifle bag and in each pistol case, they had two firearms apiece. Um, so just 
fucking plain and simple. What you're going to carry your shit in? Uh, range bags, range uh, rifle bags, pistol cases. Uh, I got some pistol cases uh, from LA Police Gear. If you haven't checked them out, they're a pretty cool site. They normally have some good sales. The only thing I don't like about them is they use FedEx, so it takes fucking forever for your shit to get to you. Uh, I just ordered three pairs of rain shoes and boots uh, from them. They had a clearance on 5'11 boots, and I wear size 15 fucking shoes. So, you know, by the way, I'm 6'5", so I wear a size 15 fucking shoes. It's kind of hard to find shoes in my size, especially good range shoes, range boots, uh, duty boots, shit like that. Uh, that's not fucking Bates or, you know, shit like that. You know, you might like Bates. I, I just have a bad history with them. So I ordered some shit from them. But anyway, my pistol bags I got from LA Police Gear. I got them on a Black Friday sale. Uh, I want to say probably two or three years ago, and they were like really cheap. They're good, padded, uh, got Velcro on the outside, so like you could put uh, the caliber or your name or some shit like that. It's uh, you know like felt lined on the inside. It's got enough room in there for like six or seven. Uh, magazines that you can slide in there that's being held elastic and it's also got like a little zipper pouch uh, which I like because like I said I, in each pistol bag I had two pistols in each I had one pistol in that little zip pouch and then I had one pistol just in the main compartment and I zipped the main bag closed uh, so some good pistol bags rifle bags uh, I have just I have a fuck ton of rifle bags uh, a bunch of old ones you know I like for a while there, I like to go to yard sales. So like if I saw, you know, somebody had a rifle bag for like two or three dollars and the zipper worked and it wasn't like all tore up, I bought the bitch. So I got probably, oh, I'd say six or seven rifle bags uh, slash shotgun bags. And then I have like two, I guess what you would consider quote unquote tactical uh, rifle bags as well. Um, and again, in there, I had two rifles in each. Um, so, you know, like one I had, it was actually really nice. I got a 5.11 one. Uh, it can fit uh, like a, my full-size FNFAL in there. Um, and I actually won that in a raffle. Uh, so it was like a $200 bag, but I got that one for free. And then I got just like some cheap, I think it's like NC Star or some shit like that. I got it uh, when I bought a rifle a while back um, and I separate shit in there with just some foam that I think I got from like a TV that I bought a while back some of the neoprene foam that like you can see in a pelican case and shit like that I just cut it the size of the rifle bag and stick that in there so it gives me some space in between my two rifles uh, that I pack in there and uh, so good rifle bags good something else that I like uh, especially on your rifle bags is exterior pockets uh, like one of them I had like just like one of the regular I guess you would, you know call fucking hunting uh, rifle bags it had like a little exterior pocket just like one small exterior pocket but what I had in there was a uh, nice heavy uh, 22 um, co competition rifle I guess you like competition bulge action but it takes like uh, 10 round magazines, and five or 10 round magazines. And uh, my son likes to shoot it because it's nice and heavy. Uh, he just sets it on, on the sandbags uh, at the uh, shooting range. And uh, 
you know, I put some of the extra magazines in there. And then same thing goes with my quote unquote tactical bags. Uh, it's got some exterior pockets as well. Uh, now the cheap NC star one, uh, it's just got like the fold over, uh, pocket close, you know, closures, uh, and it's secured by a buckle. I don't like those that much. They're good if you put like 30 round magazines in there. Um, but sometimes, for example, like before I won that 511 bag, I uh, used that bag for my duty rifles stuff uh, just because I got it for free when I bought a, a rifle. And uh, like, for example, if I go to the range and I want to uh, practice with my patrol rifle, uh, you know, I got fucking nice, expensive you know, due to use ammo inside those magazines. So I got to empty that shit out and I don't just want to empty it out into something where, uh, you know, somewhere on the, on the shooting bench or in the bag, uh, where it can kind of get into like the little corners and shit, or it might fall out. Um, I'll empty them into like those exterior pockets, uh, the duty ammo and I'll, you know, while I load up the, the range ammo inside the magazine. So, you know, those kind of pockets I don't like just because it's only held down by a buckle. I like it to have zips, you know, zippered on there, um, zippered clothes, uh, or Velcro, complete Velcro closure. Uh, make sure shit doesn't just fall out. I have that on my 511 bag. So, uh, it's kind of like the buy once, cry once kind of thing. Yeah, that 511 bag. Yeah, it, it's specifically built to, to have two rifles. So if you get like the single rifle bag, it's probably not going to hurt your wallet as much uh, than the, like the double rifle bag that I have. But it's very purpose built. It's, it's very built with the shooter in mind. Um, I like that a lot better. Uh, could I make the fucking, you know... NC star bag work. Yeah, I can make the fucking NC star bag work. I'll have, you know, I could have gotten like some gallon Ziploc bags or some shit like that and put it inside those, those exterior pockets. So that way, if I did do that shit with the ammo, cause I always like to plan my range days out. So that way I don't waste much time in them and I'm not fucking out there. Uh, because even though like my range now that's, you know, closed, it was only about like 30 minutes out. Uh, that's still like 30 fucking minutes and then it's like 30 minutes to like a Walmart if I forget some shit um, So I make sure that I go through all my shit and I make sure I have everything so uh, your rifle bags, you know, make sure that they are Quality enough and designed well enough for whenever you get to the range You aren't you know dicking around, you know fiddling with your cock out trying to make your shit work um, so that's your rifle bags. And then, of course, the most important thing to me is your range bag. Uh, I got a Midway USA, like, deluxe edition, I think, competition range bag. Uh, I got it, like, on a fucking clearance. Again, Black Friday. That's when I like to get all my shit because that's when all the, the shooting companies and stuff like Brownells, Midway USA, all that kind of shit have, like, 25% off sales. And actually, this one is the fucking old Vietnam Tiger Strike camo, uh, and they had that on clearance. And so I got this fucking like deluxe Midway USA competition range bag for like 25 bucks, and that included shipping, if I remember right. Um, and it was normally like close to $100. Uh, but it's because they were clearancing out that Tiger Stripe shit, and then it, I got a Black Friday, and I got like a 20 or 25% off coupon, I ended up getting like 25 bucks shipped. 
Uh, and I love the fucking thing. It's got um, good exterior pockets. Uh, one's like strictly for magazines. Uh, it's got like two smaller pockets on the outside with some elastic so you could put some shit in there. It's got two on, on the back ends to where like the shoulder straps clip on the ends. Uh, and then of course it's got, uh, it came with two uh, like pistol bags that fit inside there. And then it came with like the little, you know, carry out you know, bags, so like if you don't want to lug the big fucking thing around, you know, it's got like a smaller one inside of it. Uh, and then, of course, it's got like some spent brass casing uh, pouch that you can connect to there. Uh, that's a great range bag. They also make some other good range bags uh, that like are backpacks now, and those are pretty fucking nice. Um, they are kind of more purpose built and designed, uh, you know, some with pistol like pistol bags that go in there some with some cut foam uh that you set your pistols in um i've seen some people at ranges like when i'm doing my uspa uspsa competitions have those uh they're pretty nice uh kind of fucking expensive too uh they're like around like 100 150 bucks but uh you know look into your your bags second thing is uh your contents inside there uh Big things that you need to make sure you have. iPro. I always specifically buy my sunglasses to be NZ certified uh, for impact resistance. Um, so, you know, if you don't do that though and you have specific shooting glasses, that's something you want to make sure you have. Also, you want to make sure them bitches are in like a protective case because you don't want your shooting glasses to be all scratched up and you can't see out of them fucking things with you're at the range. You also want good ear pro. Now something I specifically do, uh, like most people, I have Howard Lights uh, electronic earmuffs. Um, but I also carry little foamies. Uh, not necessarily because I do both foamies and Howard Lights, um, you know, because I've already been like 40% hearing loss because of the military. But uh, whenever I go shooting with people, and I always, always take people like take people to the range with me whether it's my kids or uh be honest with you i had some mormons come to my house this past week uh you know this is like the second time they've come by and one of the guys uh i was talking to him somehow you know knowing me guns came up and he said he's never shot before and i invited him to go shoot with me i was like hey man you know i might be the, like you know cuss like a fucking sailor but i always invite people to the range and I always tell them you know you get to pick like between two to three farms my gun safe and I provide the ammo so uh, all you ask you to do is to pay for the range fee so I always bring some foamies with me um, extra magazines you know in my range bag I keep my two USPSA uh, shooting pistols in there and then in my range bag I got my magazines for my two USPSA pistols something else that uh, you can keep in there. Well, something else that I think you absolutely need to keep in there is some sort of maintenance equipment. Now, for my range bag, even though I don't hardly ever use that shit unless something happens actually at the range, I went to Walmart and they have these little cheap ass um, fucking like cleaners, you know, and it's got like a little rod in there, uh, like with a screwdriver handle and some other shit. Uh, and mainly that's like for pushing out things like squibs or if you're a fucking idiot and drop your gun like I've done before and you get some dirt in your barrel, uh, shit like that. You never know what you're going to have some sort of maintenance issues on your firearm. Uh, so that's something else you need to keep. Uh, definitely also 
keep some sort of first aid, whether that's band, you know bitch stickers, band aids, that kind of thing, uh, some alcohol wipes. I always keep tourniquets on me, uh, so that's something you can keep in there. Also, uh, you never know if you're going to get burned, uh, so uh, some burnt ointment. And speaking of getting burned, uh, you always need to have sunscreen. And skin cancer is no fucking joke, and especially since my fucking Irish pigmented ass uh, is very easily burned. I keep fucking sunscreen that's like SPF 120. Uh, something else to keep in your range bag, something else to think of, is some writing equipment. Uh, I always keep uh, the clickable Sharpies, uh, so that way I don't lose fucking Sharpie caps, uh, and then shit gets dried out, or shit gets marked up in my range bag. Um, a little bit more expensive, but I, I really like them. Uh, so that way, whenever you go to your target, if you don't have any pasties, that, or if you're not wanting to use pasties, uh, or if you're wanting to group your shots, you can use your Sharpie. Uh, also, use a pen. You know, you never know if you want to write, like, fucking, oh, look, uh, suck me off, I got this grouping at, you know, Father's Day 2019, you know, at 25 yards, or whatever the fuck, you know want to impress your friends or hey for example like I said I always take fucking people with me uh, I always write their name the day I took them shooting what they shot how far they're out uh, that kind of shit so and I give them the targets um, also something else if you want to you can have a shot timer uh, I always have a shot timer with me just because uh, I like to put a little extra you know fucking you know stress or uh, a little more, like I said, whenever I shoot, I shoot with a purpose. Uh, so that's something I always do. And then, of course, uh, you need to have, you know, loaders, uh, like speed loaders. If you have uh, ammunition that's on a, a speed strip clip, shit like that. But, uh, and then I think that's about it. Oh, and just something personally for me, especially in the heat, because I always get burned. Uh, I always carry, like, fucking Advil or Goodies Powder or whatever the fuck, you know. Something something to think about. If you got anything else that you take to the range with you, uh, shoot me a message at 2A Lifestyle. That's the number 2A Lifestyle at mail.com. Uh, or reach out to me on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you think. Um, if you, there's anything else that I forgot. Now kind of going into the second part of the podcast is, like I said, whenever I go to the range... And I'm specifically going to the range to shoot. I shoot with a purpose. This is something else that I always keep in my range bag. You know, uh, fucking, I think it's RE Factor Tactical or whatever the fuck it's called. Has like a shooting drill book. uh, And they sell, you know, fucking uh, something, uh, fucking targets for those specific shooting drills. Um, they, they, They sell that kind of shit. But personally, what I always like to do, I like to just carry a folder with sheet protectors in it and in those sheet protectors I have different drills and then behind each specific drill and a sheet protector if it requires a specific target I just have regular I think it's like 10 by 12 inch uh, paper uh, printed out of those targets behind each drill so that way when I go to the range and I'm like, oh, I want to shoot Dot Torture. I want to shoot El Presidente or whatever the fuck. Uh, I'll just flip through my little book and whatever I want to work on. 
uh, I have that in my folder. Uh, that's something that's very useful. Um, you know, sometimes if I go to like different ranges that I don't normally go to with friends or whatever the fuck, uh, you know, especially in hot ass Alabama sun, it drains the fuck out of a battery life, uh, getting overheated. Sometimes you're not going to always have your cell phone on you to run those drills. Uh, that's why I also carry a shot timer specifically, you know, different from my phone because I used to use the shot timer app on my phone. But like I said, my, my phone sometimes dies on me uh, or it doesn't have signal or whatever the fuck. Um, so I always like to have printouts. So uh, having that little folder with all the different drills is a great training tool. And going into that, I'm going to talk about different drills. Uh, different drills that you can do for for whatever the fuck you know whatever the fuck you want to do whatever skill you want to work on uh, and of course the first one one my ultimate favorite just because you get the most out of the drill without having to waste a fuck ton of ammunition is the dot torture drill uh, and if you don't know what the dot torture drill is Google that shit I'm not your fucking teacher uh, if you want to go to the range with me I'll be more than happy to explain the dot torture drill to you but I like the dot torture drill because it has a lot of different shit incorporated into it. Drawing, reloading, speed, accuracy, shit like that. Um, you know, that's that's the dot torture drill. Uh, something else uh, is the oh shit drill. Uh, during the drill, you start the drill, uh, and if you just fired and are going to fire again, you're using a timer, wait for the sound, when the sound goes off, the drill begins. And, you know, it's just... I don't know. Like again, I'm not gonna fucking explain this all to you, uh, but I will post links. How about this? I will post links on my social media, uh, and you can look at some of these different drills. Uh, and like I said, El President today earlier. That's one of my favorite favorite ones. Uh, one to five, uh, shoot two and load two. That kind of shit. Uh, there's also, uh, like I said, different drills specifically. Uh, for different things. Uh, there's different drills for trigger control. There's different drills for follow-through, sight picture alignment, uh, all that kind of shit. Uh, I really like doing drills. Uh, and just depending on how much time you have or how much ammunition you brought to the range with you or how much ammunition you want to save. Like, say, for example, you have so much ammunition, but you have a class coming up and you don't want to shell out like another fucking you know, two or $300 for another case of ammo, whatever the fuck it may be. Uh, you know, there's different drills that can require different amounts of ammunition. And um, it, it's just based on you, based on what you want. Uh, but like I said, what I will do is I will put those drills uh, on links, those links to some of those drills on my po uh, social media. So if you listen to this podcast, you want to know what drills, uh, some good drills to use. Go to my social media, click on the links, you'll find it there. Something else that I didn't think about that you definitely want to have in your range bag is staple gun. Um, I, all, I actually, for the longest damn time, kept two staple guns in my damn bag until uh, somebody accused me of stealing their staple gun, uh, just, you know, the generic metal one. Uh, so I actually kept that one uh, at my house, and I just have, like, a fancy craftsman one. Uh, but I definitely have a staple gun. Uh Anyway, uh, that's going to be the main segment of this podcast. Uh, again, I could go into great detail about shooting drills. I can go into great detail about 
law enforcement shit. And again, this is just all my opinion. Uh, it's not opinion for anybody I work with uh, in my agency or it's the opinion of my agency. This is my particular specific personalized opinion. Uh, and like I said, I'm honestly might go into a, a podcast episode all into itself about that, uh, about the warrior mindset and all that kind of shit. But uh, that's going to be the main segment. Let's start, go ahead and getting on into product spotlights and reviews. Fuckers, we're going to start getting into the product spotlights and review. Uh, a couple things that kind of caught my eye, and especially if you are one of the poors, or the poors, uh, is some cool shit that's come out, is something called a, uh, it, well, for example, uh, I think it was like late last year, or maybe around like last summer, side charging AR-15s were kind of like all the motherfucking rage, and a lot of people were building them. But you had to get like a new upper or, you know, they're kind of fucking expensive, shit like that. Well, Devil Dog Concepts has come out with something called the Hard Charger. And basically what this is, it is uh, just something that replaces your current um, normal rear charging handle. And it is, uh, it uh, fucking turns your regular AR-15 into a a side charging handled AR-15. It is something that attaches to the rear charging handle. Uh, It gives a side charging handle uh, on the left side of the firearm uh, and it just pushes back your rear charging handle uh, with the side charging handle. And it's kind of cool. I'm interested, I'm curious to see how this works uh, because it is... You know, it looks like it could, uh, you know, fuck up the finish on your AR-15. Um, you know, your, you know, you got that side charging handle uh, along the um, fucking side of it. It's not uh, actually attached to your bolt kind of deal. Um, so I don't know. It just it, it. I'm interested to see. I'd like to have one of these in my hands. Uh, if you know anybody from Devil Dog Concepts or if anybody from Devil Dog Concepts is listening to this and if they want to send this out to me, you can reach out to me at 2A Lifestyle at Instagram or Facebook uh, and send one out to me. But it is uh, it is aluminum, so that is, that's something that's got going on for it. Uh, it's stainless steel, but it's also impact-resistant polycarbonate. So it's got some plastic pieces onto this. Um, you know, like I said, I don't see how... This, I don't know, I, like I said, you know, if anybody that's built shit, um, you know, if it's not attached to it and you got like a large lever, um, that's, 
I don't know. It's hard to explain. Uh, you know, I'm trying to fucking do it in words, and it is just escaping me. But I tell you what, I will post a link to this on my Facebook and Instagram page, so you can take a look at it, and you can try and figure out what the fuck I'm trying to put in words. Um, but it does have a five-year manufacturer warranty, so that's kind of cool. If it breaks on you, you can send the shit back to them. And uh, you can get it replaced and sell the bitch off if you don't like it because it broke. Uh, it's a little pricey. Um, it's 150 bucks, but if you're wanting to do the side charging shit, uh, it's a good alternative to see if it's something that you like before you actually get a dedicated side charging AR-15. Um, it does not work on billet receivers, left ejected rifles, or 308 AR-10 type rifles. Um, so it just mainly works on your regular plain Jane AR-15 rifles. Uh, I'm somebody that actually shoots my rifles left-handed, but all actually all my fucking rifles uh, eject out of the right. So that's you know not a problem for me. I've just kind of learned to work with that kind of shit. Um, but it, it's pretty cool. I like to see new shit that comes out in the the firearms manufacturing world. And Devil Dog Concepts um, actually just heard, I guess it was their media relations guy on the We Like Shooting podcast. I want to say maybe it was two or three weeks ago. And uh, they got some new blood in, in, you know, uh, in their company. They're trying to rebuild their customer base after a horrible PR nightmare where... Uh, one of the main guys was uh, doing some stolen valor type shit. Um, so you know, kudos to them for coming out strong uh, with new management, new ownership, and trying to make shit right, and also make some cool shit for the firearms market and the firearms to a lifestyle community. Um, definitely check it out. Let me know what you think. If any of y'all got one of these damn things, uh, send me a link, maybe a video uh, of you fucking around with it on your AR-15 rifle, and I'd love to see how it works. Uh, but that's going to be the first one. Uh, the second product spotlight I'd like to talk about is something by Tyrant Designs. Uh, they released out a new T-Comp Compensator for the SIG 320 pistol. Now, something that I've done uh, this past week in guns was I actually bought a X-Frame for my personal SIG 320 pistol that I have. Um, I like the, the, the X-Frame. To me, it's got like a better grip angle. Uh, I like the feel of it. It's got the magwell already attached to it. Um, the only thing is it only works for 20 round mags, uh, but I also found, and I'll have to look it up, but uh, a base plate you can stick on your 17 round mags that makes those magazines compatible for an X-Frame pistol. Uh, so I like how the Sig Sauer P320 market is kind of growing with their uh, aftermarket parts. Entire Designs came out with a new compensator form. Uh, this particular compensator, uh, if you already know some of the T-Comp compensators, uh, they got some pretty badass looking designs. Um, I like them. I got two Glock 19 frames, Gen 3 frames uh, that I'm building. And uh, like I said, I just turned my own Sig 320 into, it's kind of like a x-series pistol uh, I'm kind of Gucciing out I got an apex trigger coming in that I'm gonna put on it uh, and honestly I'll probably look at one of these compensators for that pistol because I want to get a threaded barrel for it you got three different color choices you got uh, two two-tone color choices uh, of course uh, black and then gold silver and black uh, like little barrel 
compensators inside the main housing of the uh, compensator. It doesn't have a price on the article that I'm reading, uh, but they're a little bit proud of their shit, so it's probably going to be close to around between like $100 to $200, compatible with all half by 28 threaded barrels, uh, and it requires no modifications to your SIG 320s. And uh, that's going to be pretty much it on that. Uh, the next thing that I want to talk about that is kind of product spotlight, kind of culture, uh, going into the culture segment a little bit, is Recoil Magazine's uh, article that they posted on June the 5th on turning your AR-15 into an M16. And the actual fucking picture of it has got the ATF meme head on it. And I tell you, I love Recoil Magazine. They are my favorite uh, like firearms publication magazine that is out there right now. I love to just go pick up a hard copy at like my local bookstore or Walmart whenever I'm there. And I think it's kind of like a, a big fucking F you to the bump stock thing that, that, uh, the bump stock rule that came out. Um, congrats to, to recall magazine. If you haven't seen this article, it's pretty, uh, pretty hilarious. It actually takes you through the steps on turning your AR 15 into an M 16 a fully auto M16, how to do it the right way, uh, with the drop-in auto sears uh, and all that kind of shit. It, lightning, it talks about lightning links, uh, talks about how they work, uh, talks about the coat hanger machine guns and you know the people that are doing that shit. It's hilarious, and I think it's uh, just a, a good way to kind of reach out to bring up the topic of fully automatic firearms. But yeah, that's going to be uh, awesome. I think uh, it's awesome how Recoil just kind of brought it into the mainstream of the firearms community. Uh, you know, a lot of FUDs and boomers don't look at Recoil for their shit, uh, for their firearms news. Uh, but a lot of people kind of on the fringe of main, you know, I'll just say mainstream uh, firearms community. They listen, they read, they watch stuff Recoil puts out, and I think it's great. Uh, check it out, recoilweb.com, turning your AR-15 into an M16. Before we get into the culture segment, I want to talk about a product review that I have actually done, and I think it is great uh, to talk about, especially since we were talking about range equipment, and that is going to be Flatline Fiber Company. Uh, these people actually... Uh, they're next, kind of next door to me. They are based out of Georgia, and what they do is they actually make ear pro wraps, and they make ear pro wraps for specifically like Howard Light Impact Sports and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I bought this, I want to say probably a month and a half to two month ago, two months ago for my pair of Howard Lights. I got the ear pro wraps with a lanyard. Uh, I've used it for uh, range day qualifications for my agency where I'm the firearms instructor at, uh, and I've used it for a couple of USPSA competitions. So I've actually used them. It's not like I just bought them, thought they looked cool. I've actually have put them into use and uh, kind of give you a uh, just a rundown of kind of what I think. They're actually on sale. I don't know when the sale ends, but the EarPro Wrap with the lanyard is uh, on sale for $35, and if you don't want the lanyard, it is $25. But what it is is just something that goes around the head strap of your ear pro, and it kind of gives you a little bit of cushion. Uh, and also, it's got some Velcro uh, up top, and I like that because uh, you know, fucking Howard Light Impact Sports. Pretty much everybody that shoots a lot 
has those damn things. Uh, anytime I go to like a range day where different companies uh, have product spotlights and you can go out and test it or see their reps test it and stuff like that you know you bring some ear pro with you to the range uh, so I have my Howard light uh, impact sports on top and you might set them down uh, or while you're eating if you're there for like you know a long day and there's a lunch provided or if you go to uh, a booth and you want to talk to the company rep and stuff like that you might you know get your shit mixed up uh, so I actually got one of my old name tapes from the army and I put my name tape on the ear pro wrap uh, up top so I don't get it confused with other people's shit uh, and also like I said I got the one with the lanyard and anytime I go to like the range uh, yeah I wear 511 pants because I got a fuck ton of them uh, that are issued to me through work uh, you know that's what I wear at work every day for my law enforcement agency so I got a fuck ton of different tactical pants uh, and they all have like little fucking a clip uh, near the uh, like where your fucking like to the side of your zipper or where the fuck on the right or left or both sometimes depending on what brand you know pants I have so that little lanyard uh, can attach right there uh, and it's something that can easily be tucked in uh, and like I said when I bought especially the ear pro wrap with the lanyard I was wondering uh, how that would work and you know is that just fucking that fucking thing is going to be dangling on top and shit like that uh, but it doesn't it's got a nice little spot where you can kind of tuck it in and it doesn't come out so if I'm running around uh, like when I was doing the qualifications I got a training class coming up next month uh, with uh, the guy that used to run talent defense in uh, Anniston Alabama he's now running it and he's got his he's not talent defense anymore he's something else but he's doing it in Tuscaloosa uh, he's running a, a range day uh, farms class next month and I'm going to be taking, obviously, my Air Pro up there. Uh, but, like, when I did my farms qualification, you know, it requires some running and stuff. Uh, you know, it didn't come out. It stayed tucked in there. So I didn't have, like, this big fucking metal lanyard uh, hitting the top of my bald-ass head. Um, so it, it's, it's nice. And it's not that expensive. Uh, it's on sale right now for $35. It's normally $40. And then if you don't want the lanyard, it's $25 on sale, normally $30. Uh, just some little bit of comfort, you know, and, uh, you know, there's different things you could do to your ear pro. There's like gel uh, padding that you can put on your Howard lights. That's something that it protects your hearing, but it's also something that you got to wear damn near all day at a range. And like I said, when I go to the range, I stay there damn near all day because I make the most of my training and the most of my time at the range. So you want to make sure that the equipment that you use is comfortable, it's functional, and it is optimized for the what you use it for you get the most out of it so uh, that is something that uh, I have bought I actually talked to the owner when he first created uh, flatline fiber I found out from him found out about his product from another podcast and uh, especially when I found out they're from Georgia just right next door to me I was like you know I'm gonna give these guys a chance and and uh, you know try it out and I love it check them out flatlinefiberco.com uh, is their website. You can also find them on Instagram uh, and Facebook. Check them out. Let them know that you heard about them from the podcast to a lifestyle. And uh, you know, I tried to get him on the podcast to talk about his product, talk about how uh, starting his own business uh, in the firearms community, kind of getting his niche in there. Uh, he wasn't able to do it, 
but I want to give him a shout out because I think he makes a great product. I bought this with my own personal money, and it's something that y'all should go check out. Uh, I personally like it. And again, flatlinefiberco.com. Now let's go on and start getting into the culture segment of the podcast. All right, y'all, we're going to go ahead and start getting into the culture segment, start wrapping this podcast up. Uh, the culture segment, today we're going to be talking about Blood Diamond. If you haven't seen this movie, I think it is an awesome movie. This is actually the first movie where I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was a fucking real actor and not the little bitch boy from Titanic that didn't shove that bitch off the door and save himself. Uh, there was enough fucking room on the door. There was enough fucking room on the door for both of them. Uh, but Blood Diamond is a great movie. It came out in 2006. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio plays a I I don't think it ever said, but I think he was like a you know Rhodesian versus South African. Uh, no, he did say he was from Rhodesia. I'm thinking about it. He is a former Rhodesian soldier uh, that he fought in the Rhodesian army before it became Zimbabwe, and now he belongs to a mercenary group, and he finds. Uh, a gentleman who found a humongous fucking diamond and he's going to try and sell it to get rich and get the fuck out of Africa. But there's a lot of cool uh, a lot of cool guns in there. And of course, we're going to imfdb.org for the references of this podcast. Uh, just kind of do a quick rundown of some of the guns that are used in there. Uh, handguns, they have a Glock 26, an HK USP Compact, a U- HK USP, a Smith & Wesson Model 629, something that I thought was pretty cool, a Chamelot Delvine Model 1873. They had, and excuse my fucking French if that's mis- uh, mispronounced, but a Browning High Power. And then, of course, they have numerous uh, Car 15 variants, uh, Norinco and AK-47s. Uh, HKG3s, uh, M16A2s, and Elite Enfield MK3. In uh, machine guns, they have a Dishka, a Browning M19, M1919, FN Mini Me, a Browning M2, a PKM, an RPK. Uh, they have a Uzi, something that I thought was really cool. Uh, also, they had a Sterling L2A1. Now, uh, the model 1873 Chamelot Delvine, uh, it was used by one of the rebels when they were caught in the jungle. Uh, this is kind of cool because it is an older handgun. Obviously, probably you know one of the rebels, uh, one of the some of the warlords had it, um, and this is probably something in the colonial days that they just got their hands on. Uh, it's a cool little piece of history that's in there. Uh, of course, there's a Browning High Power in there, which the main warlord uh, that is also looking for the diamond uses. Uh, and something else that I thought was kind of cool is, like I said, they had Elite Enfield MK3. Again, some of the gorillas in the... <laughs> now I'm thinking of the fucking Captain Ron. Uh, I thought I said gorillas, now I meant gorillas. Uh, but that fucking uh, line in there, I just whenever I think of the word gorillas, that's automatically what I think of. Uh, one of the gorillas uh, had a Lee Enfield uh, MK3. And then, like I said, something that was pretty cool 
that one of the actual border guards had uh, when Leonardo DiCaprio is trying to sneak um, diamonds into uh, another country. Uh, they had a Sterling L2A1 uh, submachine gun in there. Uh, and that's pretty cool. Cool little piece of history. And then, uh, like I said, some of the other stuff they had. They also had a RPG-7. And then something else that's kind of cool uh, is they had a Giat F2 20mm cannon. And it was on one of the super high-end helicopters that the mercenaries had. Uh, that's something that was uh, kind of cool. Uh, but, you know, again, I think it is a great movie. Blood Diamond, it is the first movie where I thought Leonardo DiCaprio is a real fucking actor and not the little bitch boy from Titanic. Go check it out. It's actually on Netflix right now. If you have Netflix, uh, great movie. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Uh, Blood Diamond. Hey, and also, if you have any suggestions for a culture segment, if you have a movie or a TV show or, hell, even a music video, uh, anything where you want us to talk about and kind of just give a little breakdown, uh, hell, even video games, just a little breakdown uh, what you want us to look over and just kind of look at some of the different guns that are in there, things that you can kind of take a peek at next time you look at this after listening to uh, the podcast. Say, hey, there's that fucking gun that Tua Leo was talking about. Uh, let us know. You can reach out to us on social media through Facebook or Instagram. Uh, but let's start wrapping this bitch up, and I will get on with the end of the show. Alright guys, this is going to be the closing segment uh, for this fucking podcast, this Father's Day episode, I shall say. Uh, And a couple things I want to talk about is, uh, one, uh, I've talked about it numerous times, I had a couple episodes about it, is the problems that we have with the NRA. If you haven't already, there's a great uh, Facebook page called NRA Members for Accountability. Uh, It is a uh, page that I am a part of that we talk about uh, different things that are going on with the NRA, different news articles. Um, if you don't want to wait for the next you know, two weeks when the next episode comes out, if something big happens, you can definitely check it out there, NRA members for accountability. And then something else that I've become a part of, uh, I've become a part of an organization called Save the Second or Save the Two A. Uh, we actually have a website. It is save the number two a.org. Uh, and basically what we are wanting to do with that is we're wanting to kind of be a watchdog uh, for the NRA. And, you know, obviously the NRA is the organization with the most problems right now, but it's also the biggest organization uh, out there for the Second Amendment community that is supposed to be protecting our rights and supposed to be pushing a positive image and agenda for the 2A community. Um, but, you know, right now we're primarily focusing on the NRA. But I tell you what, if tomorrow I wake up and the NRA gets their shit together and they start doing good, guess what? We're also going to be keeping anybody in the 2A community accountable, uh, whether it be the Gunnos of America, the Firearms Policy Coalition, Firearms Policy Foundation, Second Amendment Foundation, uh, whatever it may be. We want to make sure that we keep ourselves accountable because if we don't keep ourselves held accountable, uh, the gun grabbers are going to 
drag us down and use our wrongdoings and our shortcomings against us. So we want to make sure that anybody in the 2A community that is not uh, a great representative, especially when they're putting themselves out as a representative of the 2A community, we want to keep them held accountable. And either they need to get their shit straight or they need to get the fuck out of the way uh, for the, the next people that are coming up that are going to represent our rights and represent this community that we so much love and we are a part of. Um, so go check us out. www.savethenumber2a.org. And obviously it's not spelled out the number two. It's actually the number two. So save the 2 aorg uh, And check out NRA Members for Accountability. Uh, we are just regular Joes like y'all. Uh, we want to make sure that the NRA is represented by its members because that is how the NRA functions. That's how it's run. It is paid you know, all their shit, their, their bills are paid by our membership dues, and they are supposed to be representing us, but right now they are not doing that. Uh, so it is just some concerned individu- individuals that have gotten together, and we said enough is enough, and we are tired of it, and we're going to do what we need to do to make sure that our community is not represented by those people uh, that really are just looking to line their pockets to get buddy buddy with people that will help them line their pockets um but yeah that's that's my little psa i'm gonna get off my soapbox for that again uh, i have two big episodes uh i've talked about the nra and the shortcomings and the corruption i feel that's going on in the nra at the moment um so go check that out well folks that is going to be another episode another episode in the books This is episode number seven. I want to greatly appreciate y'all for listening again. Again, also, if this is your first episode, thanks for listening. Uh, Go check us out on our social media. Like I said, we have a Facebook. We have an Instagram. uh, 2A Lifestyle. Check us out. Give us a like and follow. Also, if you like this podcast, subscribe. Leave us a rating. That is the best way for people that are looking for gun-related content on podcasting apps is going to be able to find us. Uh, Also, we have a Patreon. Thank you so much again, Ron, for becoming my first Patreon. Again, I'm not trying to make rich off this shit. I love my job too much. Even if I was making a lot of money from our y'all Patreons, um, I'd probably hire somebody else to fucking help out and make sure y'all get what you deserve with the money that you're given. But I love my job too much. Uh, I also love my kids. I'm a, a single dad. I get my kids full time. Um, so... And mainly what I'm mainly looking for for the Patreon is just to pay for the bandwidth of this podcast, which is $15 a month. So if 14 of y'all motherfuckers want to chip in a dollar for a month, uh, that's going to pay for the bandwidth. Anything over $15 for the bandwidth, uh, I am going to go straight back into this podcast. It's going to be used for giveaways. Uh, once we hit 10,000 followers on our Facebook, we're actually going to have a big giveaway. We're actually going to have just more than like stickers and patches and hats and shit. Uh, I'm actually probably going to give away some little goodies that I got in my gun room. Uh, maybe not a gun unless y'all really just want to fucking ramp up the Patreon. Uh, but definitely some, some cool shit, maybe some range gear. I'm looking actually getting some, uh, merchandise, some, maybe just some hats, some t-shirts, uh, if y'all are into that kind of shit, let me know. I'm definitely going to get some shit made for myself so that way I can rep the podcast whenever I go to gun shows, ranges, shit like that. Uh, I'm definitely going to get some shit made for myself and maybe get some extras uh, to have for giveaways and stuff like that on social media, Patreon, whatnot, uh, and all that good shit. But I greatly appreciate y'all listening again. Uh, 
this is very humbling for me. I've looked at the statistics of the podcast. Uh, a lot of I'm getting a lot of listens. Uh, you know, for only being seven episodes in, uh, this being the seventh, I'm getting a lot of listens from y'all all across the country. I see y'all, Texas, my fucking home state. Uh, God bless y'all. Fucking don't mess with Texas. Uh, you know, I also see Colorado. I see y'all out there, Ron. I know you're fucking spreading the good word about this podcast, brother. Uh, and then also I see Alabama, my home state, sweet home Alabama. Uh, you know, it's got the next most downloads with Georgia. So I greatly appreciate y'all listening. Spread the word about this podcast if you like it. If you got any criticisms, fucking let me know. If it's something I think is legit, I will definitely work on it because I want to make y'all happy because this is just some good time that I get to have, you know, doing some research about the firearms and then, hey, get to go in here and sit in front of a microphone in my little uh, little recording studio I got that I made in, you know, shares with my home gym and I get to have fun talking to y'all about it. Uh, I, again, I have fun on my social media page. I share, I love memes. I think it is going to be, you know, we're going to have like a fucking digital museum, you know, 100 years from now, and it's going to be full of fucking memes because they're awesome and hilarious. That's how we express ourselves now. Uh, I love making the memes, sharing the memes, seeing the reactions, seeing comments that y'all have about it, all that good shit. Uh, again, I appreciate y'all. Sorry for... You know, if you hear some fucking pause, pitter-pattering in the fucking background, pitter-patter, pitter-patter. Uh, fucking Letter Kenny reference. If you haven't seen that, go watch that. It's a fucking awesome show. But uh, like I said, there's a thunderstorm going through when I started recording this, and my dogs don't like thunderstorms, so they're just fucking going back and forth, wanting to know why the fuck I'm not comforting them and all that good shit. Uh, but again, appreciate y'all listening to another episode of the podcast. I will see y'all again in two weeks, and in between then, you can catch me on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, 2A Lifestyle. Go check us out. Like us, follow us. And then again, subscribe to wherever you listen to this podcast and leave us a rating and until then folks i will see y'all in two weeks and again keep up with that 2a lifestyle